Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT Dupe. Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a big quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Cedric. Michael Hanfler enjoying a well-earned day off. Uh, we and Cedric here to talk about NXT, of course. So, a show... Uh, obviously overshadowed by the awful news uh, about the passing of Jay Briscoe, something we're going to talk about in more detail on the Dynamite preview thing, considering his relationship with Ring of Honor, etc. on there. Uh, but yeah, awful news, Sige, that sort of negates anything that we're going to talk about here with regards to a wrestling show. Yeah, absolutely. The tone's going to be completely bizarre. Um, look, we'll try and have some levity. Oh, it's the NXT Review podcast after all, but we figured that it was more uh, sensitive and more fitting given his ties to Tony Khan, I guess, more so than AEW to, um, I want to talk for like about five minutes yeah. on uh, Jay's legacy on that podcast. It just feels like it's the more fitting place tonally. It's more um, appropriate, I guess. But yeah, again, I don't give a toss about NXT spoilers, quite frankly. So what I tend to do and how ironic is this is because I'm a very anxious individual. Um, the first thing I do when I wake up, it's gone Twitter and the BBC. It's not healthy. Wish I couldn't do this. Um, just to make sure that nothing absolutely monumental's happened because God knows a lot of monumental things have happened over the last however many years, which further drive the anxiety. And then you hop onto Twitter and Jesus Christ, yes, in fact, something monumental has happened, a monumental tragedy. And again, look, we'll try and have a bit of fun with this. We don't want it to scan as insensitive. No. Um, but yeah, we'll go more in depth on Jay's legacy on uh, the AEW Dynamite preview. It was just devastating news that I got through NXT. Like you say, I, I do the opposite. I don't like to check yeah, social media you, you do you. That's the better way to do it. Um, and yeah, when they cut to Vic Joseph, uh, who delivered this just awful uh, news that hit, has hit everyone. And you look across social media, like a ton of bricks, basically. Um, it sa- sounds really... I don't know how to put this. It sounds really insensitive for me to say this, but when he put on that tone, my mind just automatically assumed it was going to be an older wrestler who'd passed away. So you prepare yourself for bad news, but, you know, you're not wishing anyone to, to, to suffer this. 
but you assume it's going to be someone who's lived a long life uh, and, you know, just age has caught up to them. And he said Jay Briscoe, it's 38, it's no yeah. age. Um, and obviously our thoughts go out to his his friends and in particular his family. Uh, not just, obviously, the, the wrestling community affected by this. He's a he's a husband, he's a father. Just, just devastating news. So, like you say, we'll talk more about Jay's legacy uh, in the Dynamite preview podcast a little bit later because it feels appropriate. But yeah, it, it, if if it's all right, we're going to try and you know enjoy NXT. But I wanted to, to to get that out of the way first because it feels important to mention something yeah. like that because it's it's the the thing that everyone is of course talking about today. Um, turning our attention to this show though, it did feel um, bad. <laughs> a little bit like a, uh, I'd the generous take I'd say is a wheel spinning exercise. Considering we were like two and a bit weeks away from Vengeance Day, I think. Yeah, it wasn't a particularly good show in ring. Barely is. Um, some stupidity. Mm-hmm. If you want the mood to be lightened, and there's a lot to take the piss out of, as ever. Mm-hmm. NXT is something of a gift in that regard. They were very close. Very, very close, I thought, in the last match in the main event, to doing something very WWE, but in a half good way. Wow. And then they ruined it. Oh. Um, having said that, having said this was kind of a, a bit of a pointless episode, there were two things that I physically punched the air for. I was that happy. But maybe that's just our weird little bubble that we appreciate this show in. Let, let's dive into it then. So the show opened, obviously, with a ra- recap of New Year, yeah, yeah. And then they uh, cut to the uh, performance at the soundstage. Out comes Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Uh, they're great. They don't need to be on the show anymore because they should be on the main roster. Um, Trick spoofing Axiom was a particular enjoyment to me. Yep doing poses and what have you. There was also a, a great line from Trick Williams a little bit later on in the show that I hope I do remember. But it was uh, opened by uh, Mello and Trick versus Axiom. Nerd! And, of course, Apollo Crews picking up between 1 and 20. 1. Ooh. Straight out of the gate. I thought I'd save the new fart app for when Hamlet's back. Yes. You know. Of course. <laughs> Don't want him getting jealous. No. He would as well. He'd be quite annoyed. <laughs> you did what? Uh, so, yeah. As we teased on the preview... These four guys worked really well together because they don't need to be in developmental. None of them do. Well, Trick. Well, Trick could, Trick always can do with a little bit of seasoning. A bit of reps. Yeah. Some reps. But the rest of them, this could have been on an episode of... I was going to say, this could have been on an episode of Raw or SmackDown, but knowing the way that they mismanaged talent, this probably would have been on an episode of Main Event. Yeah. And people would have said, you should watch this, and I would wholeheartedly agree and still not do it because... What? Yeah, I know. Anyway... Um, Apollo Crews showcases his freakish strength in this. There was a double team that he brilliantly reversed and then uh, to take us to a break early on in the match, he just sort of military presses Axiom to the outside onto both men. When we come back, there's a double down and a sequence of sort of big double team spots, obviously. Uh, Apollo Crews got the hot tag, cleaned house, uh, gorilla press into that standing moon sort of his. He's so good. Uh, Carmelo comes in to make the save for Trick Williams. Axiom and Williams go out to the floor. Uh, Hayes goes up top, goes for that nothing but net finisher of his, the guillotine leg drop 
thing. Uh, misses that. Bit of a back and forth. And then Cruz cradles uh, Mello for the victory. Another loss for them. It, I mean, if they're not put, putting in with Brom Breaker, just, let's just have him on the main roster. Like, have him at the Rumble for me now because he's just, every week he seems to come in and put on a great showcase and then lose. And he's got nowhere to go because he's done the North American title. And you can't, you shouldn't keep losing and then getting a world title picture. Uh, between act personality, promos, in-ring. He's got the lot. He's all but complete at this point as a wrestler. So again, we are going to repeat the same refrain until he does, in fact, uh, get promoted uh, to the main roster. Apollo Crews looked awesome in this match. Like, absolutely awesome in this match. Uh, so I'd like to see more big things for him. Again, it's just the same. There's not a huge amount to dig into and analyze about the content of the match itself. Athletically, very impressive. Some, like, kind of charming double-team moves. And uh, there's only one sequence where um, Trick and Mello were about to reverse something and do a tandem move at the same time. It felt a little bit like they were getting in place to do it, and it didn't feel like seamless, red-hot action. It felt like they were sort of choreographing something, and there was a bit of hesitation. But Mm -hmm. other than that one bit, which happened near the peak of the match, which didn't help, this was a nice, well-worked opening contest that, again, it's just really hard to analyze in and of itself and because of wider news. Yeah. I don't know whether they're setting up Apollo for North American title match, maybe for WrestleMania weekend. Him versus Dijak could be tasty. Not to dismiss Wesley, but he's ready to go to the main roster as well. That, that's the thing. I Wesley's just absolutely incredible. If it was a wrestling crowd, and the main roster crowd isn't, but if it was a wrestling crowd, Wesley would just get over like within 12 minutes. Yeah. Like easily, easily, easily. Um, right. Then we move on to something that was a roller coaster, and thankfully, I think this time to submit this to the uh, Oscars panel. Um, because Wrong medium. So, huh? Tony Dean stacks. This is absolutely ridiculous. This was. It's made my week. This did. Uh, they're on a bridge, and we know about the law of bridges, obviously, uh, with uh, the family. So we that two dimes died on a bridge. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano's babyface appeal died on a bridge. <laughs> So, Stack says, <coughs> Dial, why are we here? That's so well, bad. It's more sort of Arnie, I think I've realised. You're a bit Arnie with, where do you get it? Like, <laughs> I don't know, uh, I'm, you know, I'm just never going to get it, I don't think. I don't think you'll ever get it. Tony D says, oh, <laughs> business. He says, Stacks, this bridge represents the beginning, and in some cases, the end. And then, I'm not sure if he caught this, Sidge, but he threw a couple of things into the water, and they were, in fact, two dimes. Yeah. And Stack says, Well, boss. Terrible. Rats get what they deserve. And Tony says, Is he got a, He's got a bit fat Albert there. Well, <laughs> that too. Tony says, Stacks, you did a lot of growing up this year. I mean, you proved you were a solid owner. And Isn't it the 16th or the 17th of January? Hang on. He's just, he's, well, to be fair, we only just had New Year last week, so. That's the thing, it's, even, it's like the fourth in their universe. Yeah, it's, no, it's the 18th of January. Yeah. Uh, you took a bullet for me. Less than three weeks. He's, stri- he's no messing about in 2023. It's going to be his year. Uh, you took a bullet for me time and time again without thinking twice about it. Now the whole Dijak thing... Didn't end the way, and Stax interrupts, and he says, Listen, Don, you know I'm sorry about that. Jesus. 
I'm just going to read it. You know I'd do anything for you, right? You just can't do the accent. Yeah. Uh, and Tony gives him the look, and it's like, we all know what's about to happen. And honestly, my heart's in my mouth at this moment. I'm sweating. Uh, Stacks just sighs and says, look, if this is it, I'm going to be loyal till the end. Do what you got to do. He's effectively saying, just throw me off this bridge, basically. Just throw me into the water because I made you lose to die, Jack. <laughs> like, it is not that serious. Uh, and it's on television. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. it's on television. Who, uh, who murdered uh, Starks? Might never know. <laughs> it's, there's a camera there, except there isn't because it's invisible. Yeah. Uh, Tony says, Dex, your days being a soldier are over. I think it's time. You become the underboss! Oh, uh. what a twist! Stax. <laughs> oh, it was on camera. Stax. On camera, Wilborn. You gotta defend this. Stax says, You serious, Don? You mean that? And he pulls out this, oh my god, this beautiful jacket. Like, picture the jacket from Drive, but better, basically. Uh, and Tony says... Looks like a biker jacket. What's it got to do with the mafia? It's got... Why is this show so rubbish? Dan, disrespect this segment. Tony says, Oh! This tattoo is the family crest. And now you're a member of the family. You get to wear it. <laughs> Stack says, Don, this means the world to me. Tony says, Come here, I'm proud of you. And he kisses him and they hug. And they walk off. He's, the, he's got promoted. What 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 development this is? It's uh, look so stupid. I understand why you like it. I like it too. But he was going to kill a man in front in front of a camera, but the camera doesn't exist. Except it does exist. You could go and watch this show. And I have. Okay. What am I going to do? Well, wait, 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 wait. They exist in this universe, correct? Uh, yeah. Because they interact with people from this universe. Yeah, when yeah. they do crowd appeals, or they try and get them to boo, so they are... And I can see those people, so we're all in the same universe. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. I'm going to, right now, apologies for the dead air. I'll just talk. Philip will stick to it. I'm going to uh, go on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I'm going to type in WWE. Mm -hmm. I'm going to click the button, Go. I am going to uh, click on WWE's channel. I'm going to filter the videos by most recent. And when I do that, I'm going to scroll down. Brooks Jensen defends his relationship with Keanu James. Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen versus Gallus. Mm. I've got to talk about that for <laughs> sake. Um, Dijak, Saul Ruka, Stevie Turner. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo names Channing Stacks Lorenzo the underboss. I can see that. Mm -hmm. The authorities can see that. Well, there's nothing illegal happening here. He's promoting it. But what if? Well, so I, I saw two it, dimes. It literally doesn't bear thinking about. We don't know what happened to two dimes. Something happened, and then he was just something got thrown in a river. That's, okay. I'm, I, like, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm taking the piss. So I don't take it seriously. Exactly. But I'm going to take something seriously as a matter of fact. People go on and on about, okay, well, SmackDown under Papa H might be taking over AEW in the quality department. No! <laughs> they, do, they do stuff like this with the invisible camera. They are default bad shows. 
on which sometimes the wrestling and promos can be good. Mm. They are inherently bad shows, fundamentally stupid shows. Don't ever get it twisted that one might be better than the other someday in the Pepper Age. An absolute abomination of a thought in itself. God damn it. I was so happy about this. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to critically analyze it. I just saw the future of the family going forward. And I genuinely is the, have, is the power going to go to his head? Every like so many mafia films. One of the key themes is a young rising soldier in the ranks gets promotions, starts to realize that maybe he can do the job a little bit better. It's the entire plot of Scarface, mm-hmm. for God's sake, um, amongst several others. People getting ideas above their station. Well, I, I hope that doesn't happen. And, uh, I'm fairly you know, certain it will. I think I'm fairly I, certain that every single thing is ripped off a mafia movie when he could just, like, mafia films are like one of the all time great genres. Mm-hmm. Like Godfather, Goodfellas, like even The Irishman, terrible CGI aside, is a fantastic <laughs> picture. Like Scarface, a bit cheesy, but still, like, iconic. Like, you can't make a bad one because the standard of The Godfather is just so high. So you can't make a bad mafia movie, else you invite ridicule. The standard's just there. Can't do this on television. You just can't. I won't allow it anymore. I'm sorry. I know we like... Uh, I think Stacks. Yeah, he's going to be in in a minute. So let's just not say that in front of him. But okay. I hope, I hope personally, what I saw from this, and I get it, I'm biased, despite, you know, this... You were, and I'm not, and this is not a bit, you were bouncing off the walls in the office re-watching this for pleasure. Yeah. I love it. Showed Phil. I love it, right? Phil, you've got to watch this. (laughs) Right. Because I was thinking, right, when we were talking about this yesterday, like, oh, God, what's going to happen? Like you say, um, you know, the family sort of hit a crossroads. And I was like, well, North American Championship's out for for the time being. Don't start talking about him being the NXT champion. Well, this is the thing. And I was like, well, they're not not doing that. They've got Grayson Waller. And then after that, who knows? You know, maybe Bron Breaker loses. Maybe they switch the title so they can put Bron Breaker on the main roster. And I'm like, oh, what are they going to do? We've got ourselves a tag team now. He's been promoted. He's not just this underling. He's the underboss. And now, tag team champ. I mean, tell you what, if, if Gallus become the champion, there you go. And these boys challenge for it. I will be like, you're going to buy the leather jacket. From I'm going to buy the leather show. jacket. I'll be in support. I'll be more hyped about this match than, like... Remember the all-or-nothing drama that was Cody versus Chris Jericho at uh, Full Gear 2019? They built that match out the ass. It was was amazing. The level of drama. Like, people were scared of the level of drama. Like, they can't do this. They can't. It's drama. It's what telly's meant to be. Yeah. It's meant to mean something. I'll have that same feeling heading into uh, uh, Gallus versus the family. (laughs) Well, anyway, moving on. Yes! Hey, Stacks, you can sit in Hamlet's, Hamlet's seat there. I can share a mic with you today. What do you think of the jacket? I love the jacket, Stacks. It's pretty cool. It doesn't, it looks more like a biker's jacket yeah, than was, a mafia jacket. Well, Tony, they said it had the, the family crest on it, so what Tony says goes, but uh, the underboss is here. Looks like my fee for the podcast just went up. Oh, uh, you're get, you getting paid for this? Are you getting paid? Stacks. We'll talk about it afterwards. Oh, God, he's going to shake us down. Oh, he's God. going to shake us down. How are you feeling, young Cloud9? Pretty good, uh, Speaking of promotion, Sitch, 
Did you hear about the lumberjack who got a promotion? That's right. Now he's a branch manager. That's better than yesterday. Yesterday was pathetic. Yeah, it was terrible yesterday. Stags. Okay, well, watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Three jokes for you. There's the rules. Uh, question Joke number one, Sage. What do you call the boss at Old MacDonald's farm? Uh, what's weird? Boss. Like pig farmer? Old, old a farmer? Surely. Right. Uh, a, what, what's the setup to this joke? What was the? What do you call the boss at Old MacDonald's farm? Uh, so you got to pun on Ronald as a manager? I don't know, yeah. I've got no idea, Stacks. No, no idea, Stacks. What do you call the boss at Old MacDonald's farm? The CIEIO! Oh! oh! That's a. That's <laughs> popped us. That's got a good one, that, yeah. This one's not so good, but uh, I think you must, still might uh, find some fun in it, particularly, Sage. What do you call a core? A, a car. That's uh, what I said. What do you call a core? That wants to speak to the manager. Picture that. A core wanting to speak to a manager. Right, okay. If this is a new joke, it's... Uh, uh, okay, so you got... Karen. Uh, you, you got... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like... It's I was thinking, like... Because you're not meant to say Hyundai now. It's Hyundai. Hyundai. And Skoda. That's what you call them now. I've seen on the adverts. But I'm, I'm no good at these. I should probably just say I have it. Yeah. What's the setup again? What do you call a core that wants to speak to the manager? Karen. Like can it's gotta be a Karen pun. Karen related, yeah. Um a Ferrari. No. A Lamborghini. I've got no idea, Starks. What do you call a quarter that wants to speak to the manager? A McCarran! Like McLaren! Oh god, I knew it was Karen. You did uh, you know the uh, you know what a Karen is. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw it, but they explained it quite explicitly on yes. Monday Night Raw. They did, Stax. You like you like Raw? No. <laughs> wow. You gotta oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a good. Uh, that's better. Politically. Don't worry. I'll get it. I'll get it in post, Stax. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, Sidge. <laughs> and as the underboss, I can tell this joke now. What is the best way to criticize your boss? Now, of course, you would never do that. Say, well, of course not. Of course not. But if you were gonna, what's the best way to do it, Sidge? <laughs> um, the best way to criticize your boss. Um, through HR protocols. Technically correct, but not the punchline. What is the best way to criticize your boss? Quietly. <laughs> Tell him. See you later, guys. Say hi to Hammy for me. Bye, Stacks. Oh, yeah. He's. I tell you what. He's. He's up a height. He's up a height to use an expression from Northeast England of which he's not aware. I mean, in which he comes every Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. Mackenzie um, Mitchell is backstage with Tiffany Stratton. Oh, God. I'm going to have to do an impression here. God. Can't I do that. my impression job. Uh, here we go. Mackenzie's there with Tiffany Stratton. Starts to, right. We'll break this down in a second, Sid, because Mackenzie starts to ask her a question, and Tiffany Stratton says, Mackenzie! Yeah, hi. 
I didn't ask for this interview. You did. Get on with it. Right. Two things. (laughs) She was literally about to ask you the question. Yes. And what's going on here? (laughs) They're just basically trying to put across the idea that she's this entitled, uh, rude uh, lady who has no time for anybody else and she only cares. She's very self-involved. Completely not changed the character. Conceded. In, in the six months she's conceded. been away. Conceded. That's what the Americans say, yeah. don't they? Uh, so Mackenzie's like, well, I was just fucking about to, to be honest, Tiff. But they, she shows footage um, with Tiffany Stratton walking, or trying to get into her own Tiffany Stratton locker room. Um, she's banging on the door, can't open it. I open the door by, the door gets opened by Indy Bloody Hartwell. She goes, oh, what are you doing in my locker room? <laughs> and he says, why do you think you deserve one that's bigger than the rest of the entire women's division? You want to go out there and you want to call us pigs? You go fucking dress somewhere else, basically. And Tiffany's like, oh, does she even go here anymore? Is she jugger? And they cut What? Back. Is she joking? Oh, that's okay, what she okay, said, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, and they cut back uh, and she says to Mackenzie, oh, I bet you enjoyed that. That footage is alarming and disturbing. Did you say, see the way any just? Um, she had her entire wardrobe in a garbage bag. Awkward terminology considering the legacy of garbage bags. Yeah, yeah the law of garbage bags. Yeah. This company's just got any idea about it. No. It's so lack of no. self-awareness. <laughs> Wonderful. The same goes for the entire women's locker room. I guess I'm just going to have to show them there's only one superstar in this women's division, and that is me. Toodles! I like Toodles. Toodles is, toodles is good. Toodles is great. And do you know what else was it's great? Not, it's not great. It's good. Yeah. I'll tell, well, I'll tell you what was great. And they cut back to commentary, and Vic Joseph says, Ugh, who does Tiffany Stratton think she is? And Booker T goes, Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> Booker T was on one tonight. Booker T is the voice of reason. <laughs> Is like it's just too much for me to compute. Yeah, I was taken aback by this. Oh, so we cut to the back to the ring, uh, and out comes Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolene and JC Jane, um, and they come out there and they say, "We aren't usually ones to say you, we told you so, but uh, we told you so." Crickets. Yep. Um, Gigi says, look, we predicted it, it came true, they give kudos to uh, Alicia Taylor for doing a job and announcing them as co-winners. Uh, JC says, the best part was watching all of you, each and every one of you lose your bloody minds uh, when it came down to the two of them. You thought we were going to explode, uh, and granted, we did try and eliminate each other, but at the end of the day, we're a team, we fight together, we work together, we even collapse to the floor at the same time together. And then came the line, Sige. Gigi Dolene says, look, there's no animosity. There's no jealousy. There's no elephant in the room. Lucky for some. (laughs) Keep quiet, you. All there is is that being on the same page. The Toxic Attraction Revenge Tour is rolling to Vengeance Day. And then they get interrupted by Bird Person, of all people, uh, Lyra Valkyria. She says, oh, all I hear is a couple of toxic 
Ravens crowing about their victory. <laughs> That's a, I love how she only interacts with birds. Everything has to be bird stuff now. <laughs> it, got a new game. Guess the bird thing next week, I suppose. Yes, yes. Hey, after hours. This <laughs> is your bird. <laughs> You've been robbing title opportunities away from other people. And you know what? I don't like your attitude. You're sticking around. You're trying to interfere in matches. I'll be watching you like a hawk. <laughs> I was up with the lock this morning, training to fight you. I would love them. He's going to have to have a start a, a, a list of games because we could bring back old ones. You could bring back old ones like this is your thing. Oh, we've got Dude, it. where's my tits? <laughs> there was uh, the Zeitgeist Heist. We Zeitgeist Heist, yeah. Uh, anyway, what were we up to? I don't think Booker T knows what's going on <laughs> no, no, to no. be able to play Zeitgeist Heist. What was it he said when these came I out? think he knows much about I'm it. I'm getting intoxicated all the way to Vengeance Day. What? Anyway, uh, she said, basically, it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Cora Jade, I'd be going to Vengeance Day. Uh, and Jace is like, where have you even come from? We've been champions for longer than you've even had wings. What is this verbiage? Just cares to be talking about birds. Yeah, get to the back of the line. Piss off to the back, basically. Uh, and Lyra says, all I can see is two people who can't beat Roxanne Perez alone. I thought they were ravens. Now they're two people. Why don't you make your mind up? Uh, yeah, can't beat her on your own, so you've got to do it together. Big brawl breaks out. Roxanne Perez makes the save, and thankfully that anou- that sets up the main event for the evening. What were they going to bloody do? What would have been the main event, actually? Oh, look. Oh, so we'd have been sent home. There. Thanks for watching, guys. Send them home. Happy. On that finish to the Tyler Beer to return match, that would have been the main event. Oh, God, that was poor. Very poor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to say about this? Uh, no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, the Creeds are working out in the back uh, and pissing and moaning about what happened within the share. God, everyone's such a whining bastard. Every WWE babyface is such a whining, excuse-making bastard. Yeah, they both want Jinder Mahal next. Brutus wants him now. Ivy walks in with Tate and Paxley and says, Can you... You're at this again. She, she's furious at him, quite rightly, to be fair. She says, look, what's going on? You used to be... You know, tag team champions, you were determined, you had your eyes on the prize sort of thing. You're far off what you need to be. Look, he's, she says, Indus Share have got global accolades. And uh, Jinder's a former WWE champion, you know. Grow a set, get back to being the Creed Brothers, basically. And they leave, and Julius does go, yeah, she's got a point, you know. <laughs> Good, get back to what you, just kick ass. Yeah. Hopefully, this was a sign of things to come. Um, speaking of this, is your thing. Nothing against Stevie Turner, right? Oh, my God. This is the worst gimmick that they've had in NXT. And think of the ground it's, that covers in the words of Michael Sidgwick. This is this is not just the worst. This is definitively bad. This is this gimmick. If you're not aware and don't watch NXT, uh, Stevie... Turner. Stevie Turner is a streamer. She's us, basically. She is a streamer. And it's the absolute epitome of very old people in that room. Yeah. Like Shawn Michaels, like Pritchard, like whoever, saying, what? We reflect society. What do young people like? What do young people do? Surfing. Okay, I watched California Dreams on Trouble on Nickelodeon, or whatever it was on, when I was, like, 14, mm. and I knew it was lame then. I don't think surfing's been in the zeitgeist for quite some time. Nope. I guess it's cool, but I don't think it's what the kids like. Mm. Um, birds. Are birds cool? Is this cool? <laughs> Skateboarding, cool. Surfing, cool. Birds, birds cool. Mafia stuff, Cool. Maths is cool. <laughs> it's Scottish. Cool. Poetry is cool. <laughs> yes, I forgot about the poetry. Script has been absolutely scrapped. Well, Not, uh, sorry, that was uh, that was dangerously close to my um, detested alliteration. Mm. I apologise for that. Oh god, this is their all right. Yeah, like bloody going on streams and playing video games for four hours. Let's make a character like that, and it's the ultimate what old people think young people are like character. And I don't know what young people are like. I'm 37, but I know it's not this. <laughs> no. I know this is a very lame way of trying to integrate it. I know that much. Yeah, exactly. I also like the fact of 
the paradox of here's Stevie Turner. She's a wrestler, but she's also a streamer from the company that said to wrestlers, you cannot be streamers unless you give us the money you make yeah. from it. And yeah, like no, nothing against the person. Obviously, we always say this. It's the poor gimmick they've been given. She's a streamer, so she's streaming her reaction. This is literally what I do as a job. And I was going, oh, God, I don't like this at all. She's streaming her reactions in like a two-minute stream, by the way. And all I know from people who do Twitch is maybe do longer than two minutes yeah. to get the revenue in. Anyway, she's reacting to the Battle Royal and she's pointing out stuff. Did you see Electra Lopez chatting to Valentina Ferros? And, oh, well, did you see Wendy Chu? She landed on a... You know, landed on her feet, but also landed on a pillow, and then yeah, the pillow she said, got. She got the rug pulled out from underneath her feet. Or should I say, a pillow? <laughs> God, what are you? What are you like, Conan O'Brien? What is this? Anyway, she said I would have won if I would have been in there. Why weren't you? We're busy streaming, were you? Rubbish. Not being funny, like I'm fairly certain a successful streamer is going to be making mountains more money than the average yep. NXT talent. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Anyway, do this is a hobby. It sucks. <laughs> uh, Alba Fire vs. Sol Ruka came next. Um, clearly, they're a fan of Sol Ruka. Understandably, she she looked good in here. Uh, mm, she was called the finish is good. She called the fastest rising superstar in the women's division uh, by commentary. Um, she's in there with Alba Fire, so anyone's going to look good, really. Because <sighs> Kaylee, Kaylee Ray's very very talented. Uh, Sol went for a razor's edge, got caught with a super kick. Uh, fire's in control. Looks like she's got the match sorted. In hand. But then up on the NXT Regal Eagle's Nest thing. Uh, they ever call it the Regal's Nest? Maybe. They will do now, probably. Uh, there's Isla Dawn uh, giggling away or causing a distraction. She's so hummy. Um, and Alba Fire turns around into Sol Ruka's finisher, which is great. It's. I was saying this to you boys earlier, like... She does it, and I go, well, I'll have to watch that again to mm-hmm. see how she does that. And I watch it again, and then I still, like five seconds after the fact, I go, hang on, how did she move her body in that way? In fact, it's not just how she does it, it is what she do again. So she, it's called the Soul Snatcher, um, and I think, if I remember rightly, she jumps up onto the middle rope, does a flip, and then hits a cutter. Yeah, but that makes it sound normal. <laughs> she... Jumps. I rewind it every time as well, by the way. It's like an inside-out 360 yeah. thing. It's weird. It's like, ah, I don't know how she does it. I understand why she maybe have done that in the PC, and they went, what was that? Do that again. Yeah. Like, sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes, like... If you want to use your head cannon. Speaking like, of people who've, used, who've relied on cutters, like, it's done pretty well for Randy Orton over the years, yes. hasn't it? Using your head cannon right. Uh, I don't know the, the science... When you see someone like Pac doing the Black Arrow, does the more rotations increase the velocity and the impact? I, 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 I go with that. Yeah. I go with that. Like a, and then a spinning sore. Yeah. And then also, because you don't know what part of your body you kind of want to counter that with, you have to time the reversal perfectly so you get them right in the face. Otherwise, you're going to get like an elbow in your throat. I don't know. I feel like this move is impossible to defend against because it's just so crazy. Yeah. So by the time you see what's happening, you're just getting cutted to the face. Yeah. So I think it works for her. There's been a I don't think it's necessarily too, like, 
complex a move. And you know when people say, oh, there's an unnecessary element to a move. I wouldn't know how to defend that. No, exactly. There's been a lot worse. You know, like uh, MVPs when he drives his own knee into the mat. Yeah. I don't think it's in that tier. No, I think it's it's far more... Because I, I I was a defender of Wasteland back in the day. I don't think it was that bad. I thought, you know, is what it is sort of thing. But some of them are a lot worse. Like Some of them where they're like, I'm going to take a really big back bump, but it'll be worth it because uh, you'll slightly bring your head near the mat. So yeah. This is Byron Saxons is the all-timer. Oh, yeah. What is he doing? He doesn't know either. Uh, well, speaking of finishes, uh, where people don't really know what's going on, still got to get the... Uh, Oh, I thought we were there already. Oh, yeah, don't worry. Oh, God. And instead, we've got... Um, don't worry, though. You're thinking, oh, God, that's put me in a bad mood. Don't worry. Here's Dijak. Uh, he says, uh, Tony D and his gun uh, learned what hard justice was the hard way. And Wesley's next. He says he didn't come to NXT to make friends. He came to collect punitive damages. Because that's a sentence people say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wants the gold, obviously. He said, look. I'd offer Wesley a plea bargain to just give me the title, basically. But he's too stupid to even take that. And he says, high justice awaits him at Vengeance Day. But or should I say? Or should I say? I'm in the f***ing judgment day. Yeah. A little bit of LTST here? I don't know. I or think just they just thought it was a pun. <laughs> yeah. uh, play on words. It's all wordplay soup with these morons. This is the idea that Dijak, like when he just, right? Dummy weights at the uh, the PC. Time to, uh, what are you going to do? Go to the bar, go home to see your family, put the kids to bed, or, you know, day and night with a wife. No, I need to clean the, the streets of all the vermin. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I need to clean the streets of all the vermin and give, like, d- distribute vengeance. You get paid for that? No. It's its own reward. <laughs> get rid of those punk rats. It's like, why'd you do that? At least the streamer's getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did like what came next, because it's got Grace and Bloody Waller in it. He sits down with Vic Joseph. They talk about the controversial finish to the NXT title match at New Year's Eve where the ropes broke and Grace and Waller, you know, he might have had the match won, basically. He said, look, Braun was everything I expected. Hard, tough, stupid as hell. Uh, he said... He's got the best face. <laughs> he... Uh, he basically said all these idiots couldn't do their job and fix the ring, uh, and because of that, I'm not the champion. They replayed that. So stupid. They re- replayed that great spot, though, where he's going to hit his finish. Bron sees he's going to hit his finish and sets up for a spear, but Grayson Waller sees that Bron's seen that and hits him with a beautiful knee to the face. And he says, look, fair play to Bron. He kicked out. But after that, I knew, well, do the old elbow off the middle rope, game over. One, two, three, I'm champion. Um, but obviously fell out of the ring, counted that. Next thing I know, the match has been called off. People say, I lost. I didn't lose. I'm the champ. In fact, I've been to wweshop.com and I've got my own replica title here. And I went, great. Considering this is coming from me, the man who was like, Sammy Guevara, why the fuck are you carrying around two yeah, titles? Yeah. I love a heel. Chael Sonnen, who I think got mentioned. Uh, yeah, maybe Breaker, later on. actually, yeah. Chael Sonnen did this. He... Beat, got beaten by Anderson Silva, clipped, like tapped out to Anderson Silva. He batted him for five rounds, but in the end, Anderson Silva caught him in a triangle choke and he tapped out. And he came out afterwards and went, well, I won most of the fight, so I'm the champ and I've got a belt. And he'd literally got himself another UFC title. I thought this was a lovely homage to uh, <laughs> that. That's right, new gimmick. You 
French. Uh, it's better than the belt theft thing. Absolutely. Um, and he says he can't wait for Vengeance Day. Be stuck in a cage with that dog. Uh, it's going to be the most important premium live event, and I'm going to take the the proper title. But yeah, great great stuff here from Grace Waller. Yep. It's, he's just class. His stupid little face. His idea of, well, bought one, so it's the same thing. Like yeah. The delusion, the body language, the promo ability. Like he even makes exposition somewhat palatable. Here's a sentence I didn't think I was going to say. I was on board with the uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Champions next. We don't always see eye to eye on certain things. But Katana Chance and Ken Carter are walking backstage and they walk up to Alba Fire losing her mind. I think she was going to kill a referee with a baseball bat. And they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, I can't win any match lately. I'm all over the shop. What's going on? That bloody Isle of Dawn. Mm. And they say, look, hey, these things take time. Sometimes you, you know, you want a rainbow, you got to put it with the rain, guys. Uh, I didn't say that, but... No, yeah. they didn't, did they? No. Um, you know who said that? No. Um, <laughs> Said, they say, look, it took us a long time to win these t- the tag titles. And I was thinking, yeah, maybe defend them. Uh, and she says, uh, well, why don't I take them titles off you? And they're like, what are you talking about? You haven't got a partner. She's like, I don't care. I'll fight you two on one. And she walks off and they're like, what the hell was that? And I, was, I thought the exact same thing. Yep. This is a mess. Uh, yep. Then we got a vignette for Tyler Biet. Um, he said, look, rest... Reflection, that's why I've been away, but now I'm back for new challenges and to settle some issues. I'm back and I'm staying. I'm happy he's back. Yeah, me too. It's good. Really good. Um, then it was time for uh, Boris Johnson and Sir Wanks a lot to take, to take on Gallus. I just can't look at them, man. I can't look at them without feeling a profound sense of just boredom uh, and detachment. Because of what happened with these guys last Wolfgang. week. Wolfgang. Because what happened with these guys last week? Big brawl to start things off. Uh, they work over Brooks Jensen. Briggs comes in, but he gets double teamed. Um, they tease suplexing Josh Briggs on that uh, concrete floor. They expose that and tease doing that, but Briggs counters. So nicely uh, suplex Mark Coffey. Um, they go through a break. They come back. Briggs is getting worked over. Uh, then they start working over Jensen. Then Briggs finally gets the uh, hot tag. Runs in, house of fire, dives off the apron. But in amongst all this, <sighs> Boris Johnson, no, so wanks a lot, gets backdropped on the exposed concrete. He's out the match. Briggs is alone against Gallus, two on one, but he's still dominating the match. Suddenly, though, he realizes what's happened, turns his attention to his fallen partner, Fallon Henley's. Uh, running out there. She's waving for medical assistance. Kiana James obviously runs out to check on him, and they get into a bit of a an argument there. Jensen's like, what's going on, man? What's going I'm on, I'm just the man? ghost of the man who had a wank. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> just the ghost of the man who shot my load, of course. <laughs> um, he wants to get back up, but he's, he's in no condition to continue. Hey, I got experience in coming, too, if you know what I mean. I jack it, I jack it all the time. Uncle Handy. <laughs> uh, uh, what's happening in the match? Oh, yeah, Gallus gets double teamed. Uh, no, sorry, Gallus double team uh, Briggs. Hit their finish. Wolfgang, one, two, three. Uh, it's just a terribly generic action that I can't just ever get into because it's uh, it's Gallus. And it was a backdrop to some guy um, getting strung along. 
by a Jezebel. So there's that element to it as well. Yeah, later on. A bloody Jezebel. Just using men for sex. That's, that's pathetic. It's 2023. Uh, later on, he's getting checked over by doctors. And in comes Fallon Henley. And she's like, what was... Are you all right? What the hell was she doing out there? And he's like, hey, she's got a name. And Kiana was out there to help me. And Fallon's like, she's just using you. And he's like, we've not got to that point in the story yet. He's like, well, you already, uh, she already... She didn't care about the bar. Mm. And uh, look, Fallon says, look, when Kiana breaks your heart, I'm not going to be there to pick up the pieces. Fallon has got this secret Ooh. love for and she's like a little bit annoyed. She's all, oh, that's all I think about is cock. On this show, let's face it, all the men who write the show script, the women too, all they bloody think about is cock. So do you think Fallon is secretly a little bit miffed that he's got eyes for Keanu James? In fact, he's got so many eyes for so many women that, uh, I don't know, pile of sh has a thousand eyes. You know that line in Stand By Me? That's what I imagine, uh, Jensen to look like because that's how many eyes he's got for so many women. But do you think that uh, she's like, you know, if only he could see mm. that the real love he's been looking for, that he's been jerking it over for so long, <laughs> it's right in front of him. Uh, Thea Hale's backstage with Chase U. Duke Hudson's hyping her up for her match with uh, Valentina Ferros. She talks about being nervous. Uh, Andre Chase comes in and is like, what the fuck's going on here? My phone's been blowing up, and uh, NXT Anonymous has uh, posted a new video where it's Duke Hudson maybe saying some uh, pretty iffy things about Andre Chase and Chase University. Andre's like, what's, what's going on here, Duke? You don't need NXT Anonymous. You just need to go to the YouTube clip. Yeah. Their own television show. Yeah. When Duke Hudson gives someone a cuddle, I think it was a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. It was when they were when he took his place to give Yeah, the present. Yeah. With an incredibly sinister, suspicious look. You don't need NXT Anonymous. There's already an invisible camera there. Mm. Um, it's pathetic. I That's a seven out of ten show. No, it's always a two. It's always fundamentally a two. It is. Do you know what it, I've realized what it is? It's just hit me. It's my new Hollyoaks. When I was a student, if you don't know about this, it's a crap British sitcom that is synonymous. Yes, yeah, sorry, soap. Yes, uh, but it's synonymous. Sorry, defending the, the genre of Hollyoaks, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. But it was getting stop getting Hollyoaks wrong. It was synonymous, uh, and it's a bit of a cliche, but a lot of us did it. I, I bet you did it as well. When you're a student. Uh, Hung over on a Sunday morning, they'd have the Hollyoaks Omnibus, which was all the weekly episodes, because it normally airs at like 6 o'clock or yeah. something on uh, Channel 4 here in the, in the UK. And they just play them back to back on a on a Sunday, like 11 o'clock, perfect. You've just rolled out of bed, you've still got a bit of kebab. Uh, <laughs> and you watch that, and it's bad, badly written, badly acted, and therefore, to try and get a bit of attention... Preposterous things happen. Yeah, it's that's yeah, it's, what this is. Yeah, it's like, and it's that's so, why I love it. It's so bad, it's good. And I was, I was more of a like neighbors filled that hole for me yeah. at university. I was a very cliched student. Neighbors filled that hole for me. But that's what this is. That there it is. Because I was genuinely really happy for Thea Hale with what came next. She had a match. 
Yeah, Hale's like, hey, look, forget all that. We've got the match, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not sure if I said this before, but Duke Hudson said, oh, that was all taken out of context. It's Thea Hale's night. Let's concentrate on her. She's got a match with Valentina Ferroz. Halfway through this match, Electra Lopez walks out. Bearing in mind, right, the streamer... I bet none of this show in mind. But the streamer, probably, what, half an hour ago? Yeah. Has explicitly pointed this out, the Electra Lopez, Valentina Ferroz relationship. <laughs> Electra Lopez walks out, and I went, what are you doing here? I'd already, I'd already <laughs> forgotten that beat of the story. So she comes out, she's watching, and they're doing performance center wrestling, basically. Um, and Chase and Hudson are getting a bit of a, getting still a bit, a bit uneasy with each other, and they get into a bit of a row. That takes the referees like, stop arguing, you two, on the outside. Whilst this is happening, um, Alexa Lopez sees the opportunity, slides in some brass knocks to Valentina Ferroz, who's so pure, she says, I don't want this, chucks him to the referee, and that allows um, Thea Hale to hit her, lay her out, one, two, three. Thea Hale has her first win ever, not including NXT level up. That the match is now, and the storytelling was rubbish. You know, it's a bit of a shame that they've wasted it on this. Shouldn't it have been like, because people actually like Thea here, Thea Hale. She's got an actual cult following. Shouldn't they have like built this up as a bigger moment? But don't forget what this is leading to. Let's see what they tease for next week. There's a big chase you celebration. What could possibly go wrong there? Oh. So it's, it's Hollyoaks, man. It's it's the soap opera. Well, you've done that. Let's have a wedding. Yes. Great. I'm happy. I'm chuffed with the Hale. Oh, I think she's won. I checked her cage match because, you know, I want to be accurate in my reporting of NXT. She's won, like, multi-person matches on NXT. This is her first singles win, not including level. So up. this is the big Kanosuke Takeshita moment. Indeed. Uh, this was, I was in a really good mood, obviously, after this, which was helped by Mello and Trick leaving, pissed off, obviously, that they've lost. Cruz walks up, takes the Mickey out of them because he's got the win back, basically. And they're like, well, you won in a tag team, you know. Mello beat you in singles action. And Cruz's like, yeah, never mind all that. I'm off to celebrate. Do you know a good barber? Because obviously they went to his cafe. Now he's going to go to their barber. And Trick just saying, he ain't got no damned hair. <laughs> Pop. Uh, Trick's the best. Um, this was obviously the uh, awful moment then where Vic Joseph broke the, broke the news about the, the passing of Jay Briscoe. Um, just just devastating. And like you say, just completely overshadowed this whole show. And just to reiterate, Sid will be going into more detail about Jay's brilliant legacy on the Dynamite preview. Uh, we go backstage. Electra's like, why didn't you take the brass knocks? And Valentina's like, I'm not like you. Or Sanger or whoever, because obviously she's been... Uh, she's become disillusioned by the locker room leaders and the direction that they've gone in. Uh, and Electra says, stop sulking and watch my match against Wendy Chu next week. Oh, God. <laughs> Which we'll preview on the NXT Jesus preview. Jesus Christ. Uh, out come the New Day. Uh, they're very smartly dressed. Um, we reported on this on the news, so I'm just going to mention it here. There was plans to do a sort of funeral like segment. funeral. Yeah, for, for Pretty Deadly, which they obviously scrapped the right thing to do. Um, so instead they talk about yeah, it's a special occasion. They're finally done. They're celebrating the fact that they're done with Pretty Deadly. Um, but if they're not going up against them at Vengeance Day, ooh, 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 ooh. it's going to be Gallus. 
uh, outcome's pretty deadly. And I thought, oh, thank God. <laughs> and they said, this travesty, uh, you're talking a load of bloody nonsense. Um, you're mocking us. You think this is funny. You think it's hilarious. Uh, he says, uh, yeah, Kofi. Kofi says, yeah, so does Woods. And they say, it's even funnier that you lost last week. Um, and Elton's like, no, 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 we've been jumping through hoops for you for months. It's not fair. We're the rightful number one contenders, and you know it. Everyone knows it. And I thought, yeah, I mean, if you would have sang the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever it was, you would have got a title shot. I do think this is pretty unfair, to be honest. But anyway, here comes Gallus uh, and Mark Coffey's. Mark Coffey's. You put your left. Mark Coffey says, I hear that, mate. You see, you, you want a shorter of tails. Wolf guy says, you don't deserve a shot of him. Uh, and they skip, Kip says, no, this isn't right. It's a miscarriage of justice. You weren't meant to be in the match. And Mark says, look, everyone's chances of winning titles are done. Gallus are back on top. New Day, you're next. You know, you like to talk about records, you two. Well, that's not what Gallus is all about. We're about turning up, kicking off, and ruining everybody's good time. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Like, bit of uh, insider <laughs> stuff here at What Culture Towers. <laughs> I uh, said to Wilborn, oh, Christ, did he pick this up? Because Gallus have completely encapsulated their own act perfectly. And I played him the clip of uh, Coffee saying that ruined everyone's good time. And we both looked at each other and said, folks, where's the lie? Uh, and I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? <laughs> Wood says, no one understood what you just said. But I can tell you probably want to have a fight. It all kicks off. Tag team chaos on this show in the men's and the women's division. Pretty deadly attack. Uh, uh, pretty deadly gets sent to the outside. Uh, brawling in the ring. Everyone gets held back. And this effectively led to them subsequently announcing it's now a triple threat match for the tag titles. Ah, cool. Uh... Mackenzie's there with Bird Person and the women's champion, Roxanne Perez. Uh, and Roxy says they're bonded by common enemies. Cora last week, Toxic Attraction this week. Uh, they're talking about the match, basically, when in comes Big Body Happy, who's like, we're looking for you everywhere. <laughs> Only he can get away with this. And he just about yeah. does. I'm looking for you everywhere. I want to play a song, my album's... <laughs> Going for the top 40. You know, my Christmas album in January. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Piss off. You've got a match. Before that, though, Vic is sat down with the other man from the controversial title match, uh, Brian Breaker. Um, that, and he's, he says, look, fair play to, to Grayson. You know, that knee, it could have been me losing the title there. It took everything out of me. Um, and the big question is, what if the ropes hadn't break? Would I have survived? I don't know. People have got doubts, but that's fine because all those doubts are going to be answered at Vengeance Day. Steel cage match. Can't be more excited. Can't think of a better scenario. Nowhere to run. Me and Grayson. He's not going to be climbing over the top, probably because he's a baby face and he shouldn't be doing that sort of thing. He's just going to beat Grayson Waller, calls him the Chael Sonnen of WWE. Uh, he'd be an absolute disgrace as champion. He's only in it for himself. 
and he's not going to be talking any more trash when he gets thrown into the cage uh, and Bron Breaker leaves Charlotte as NXT champion. Good little promo, this. I decent, decent. The build's a bit res- uh, salvaged mm. after the, just the absolute terrible, woeful, dramatically inept contrivance of last week's first match. Exactly. Like, if this was in any way believable of, like, you know, what would have happened if, you know, like, if you, you and I were watching a football match and, I don't know, Chesterfield are going to beat Manchester United, but then... There's 10 minutes left. They've brought on all their star players. And then the bloody floodlights go out. Yeah, what would have happened? But, you know, you did this deliberately. You just yeah, no, 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 it. Yeah, no. anyway. Um, so Big Body Javi's in the ring with his guitar, doing his best Elias impression. And out comes Tyler Beat. Like, let's get on with this. We've got 20 minutes left of the show. Come on. Uh, Bait offers a handshake and then tickles him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was Tyler Bate dominating here, basically. A tiny bit of offense for Big Body Heavy, but Bate ran him over, sent him into the corner, uh, hit an uppercut off the second rope and exploded a suplex, standing shooting star. Um, hits him with shots that does the uh, bing-bop thing, thing off the ropes that always looks great, and Booker T was astonished yeah, by. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened with this Tyler, uh, Tyler Driver 97, but it was rubbish. Well... I don't. I was fearing for Big Body Javi's like safety. I thought has he gone limp here because he's not going up for this. Mm. And when he did eventually get up for it, it almost landed very badly on his neck. Yeah, and there's no th- impact. There's no cooperation. It was like he just gently lowered him. This is Tyler Bay. Gently lowered um, Bernal as like to the mat as gently as he could, or like I don't know. I, I thought he must have been knocked loopy or something. I don't know, yeah, whether it was that or it was the sort of the Kyrie Mercedes thing of like, you don't know how to take this finish, do you? Yeah, or, like, I don't know, it was one of those things that was so confusing, you don't even know who was at fault. No, exactly. Fingers crossed, uh, Big Body Javi's all right. Obviously, we love him. And uh, that aside, just really nice to see Tyler Bate back in a ring. I think he's, obviously, we always said he's exceptionally talented. And... He's someone who could quite easily become world champion if they decide to move Bron Breaker on, for example, because obviously mm-hmm. we've already seen that, but Tyler Bate, and he's he's over with this crowd, obviously. Yeah, he can um, get over in front of anyone. That's one of his many, many gifts. Um, Main event time. Just before that, <sighs> Fallon Henley's apologizing, uh, and she's agreed to give Kiana James a chance. She's going to tag with her next week. Genuinely... I cannot wait for NXT next week. I can't. The Chase You stuff. His face, if you can't see it, obviously, he's absolutely, his eyes are blinding white. This Chase You stuff, Fallon Henley tagging with Kiana James. What happens now for the family? It's a stacked show already. And Electra Lopez versus Wendy Chusage. Main event time. Toxic Attraction versus... Third person in uh, Roxanne Perez. Um, they dominated Roxanne Perez early because they're going to be doing that in the title match in a few weeks. Uh, Lyra Valkyria gets a hot tag, but Cora Jade runs down to ringside and eventually shoves her off the top rope. So uh, Lyra tags out, dies to the outside onto Cora Jade. And they brawl to the back. And for the second time tonight, it's a two-on-one advantage for the heels. But... Roxanne Perez is just great. So she fights back, 
Um, yes, it looks like the two of the, the, the numbers advantage are going to catch up to her, but in probably a tease for what's going to happen at the pay-per-view in a couple of weeks, um, JC Jane inadvertently kicks Gigi Dolin as they both look to just wreck the women's champion. Uh, and so Perez gets Jane out of there, hits uh, Gigi with Pop Rocks. One, two, three. The women's champion stands tall. They almost, and I think it would have been too early to do this, but it's WWE, they beat their champions all the time. They almost had a half-decent WWE idea as distinct to any other person's good idea. In that <laughs> it's kind of a bad one. Um, where if they could get an excuse to get Valkyrie out of the match and further her next program along, then you've got the Toxic Attraction duo now. They could just both pin her at the same time and kind of look at each other as if to say, well, I'll be doing this. No, I will. Mm. And then you've got a perfect excuse to, like, Roxanne Perez is obviously going to get beat off two people, so that's kind of fine. You strengthen two people at once, challengers, but also make it unclear as to who's really going to be selfless in this scenario. Yeah. And they just pin Gigi Dolan. She can't even do anything with like a two-on-one advantage, then I've got no hopes of taking her seriously. We talk about this with slight more uh, sincerity when it comes to AEW, for example. Like Ortiz and Eddie Kingston should have a chat before this week's Dynamite or Rampage or whatever yes. they show up on. Of like, so were you going to hit a woman with a chair? This shouldn't be dealt with on next this yes. week's show, for example. By next week, if me and you were fighting Hamlet, just let's just say off the top of that, our heads for the title. Wouldn't, th- by this time next week, you and I have had a chat and gone, Sige, you know, we both want to be champion, but I'll tell you what, we don't want him to be champion. You know, one way or another, this title's going to be within our t- toxic attraction, whatever we're calling ourselves. So how about... What would our tag team name be? The Sige and the Midge. I'm like a you know a midgy, you know the little annoying mosquito that just buzzes around your head all the time. I, I guess, yeah. Um, but uh, we'll take suggestions yeah. under the uh, the comments on Great Twitter idea. to this podcast. Be nice. Um, but I've got I've had this idea, right? One way or another, the championship's going to be with us. How about I'll take it? Look, beat him up, lay him out, you pin him, and then I'll have the first title. Challenge. Yes. All right. Deal. There you go. That's all that needs to happen between yeah. now and next week. Will it? Probably not. But nevertheless, I can't wait for next week's show. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, let us know your thoughts. Having said that, I will immediately forget this show as soon as we walk out of the studio. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, let us know your thoughts on NXT on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sidge back later on today to preview AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the NXT Review. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. 
Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley, in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.